Dear listeners, welcome back to the ASF podcast. My name is Jakob Timothy Stoyano Konda, ASF Fellow 2021 and host of ASF series Insights from the Top. In this series, our goal is to chat and get inspiring insights from well-known and respected Slovenian leaders and entrepreneurs who share with us their thoughts about their core values, lessons learned throughout their careers and their vision for Slovenia regarding their field of expertise. ASF Podcast is part of ASF for the American Slovenian Education Foundation, an organization that aims to enhance American and Slovenian educational activities and unite Slovenian scholars, students and entrepreneurs from around the globe. Today we are hosting Mr. Bushtian Goryuk, CEO of BSH Kishni Aparati, part of an international company specializing in household appliances, as well as one-time president of the Chamber of Commerce and Industry of Slovenia. Mr. Goryuk, we are honored to have the opportunity to speak with you today. Hello and thank you for inviting me. So you studied at the Faculty of Mechanical Engineering in Maribor. Uh, can you describe the beginnings of your entrepreneurial path? So what was the main thing driving you at the time and how did your studies contribute to your business, uh, later business career? Yeah, I selected one uh, interdisciplinary program on Faculty of Mechanical Engineering where we combined also Uh, economics. Um, so I studied a mixture between mechanical engineering and economics, and this uh, program was um, organized uh, at that time as a as a fresh one. And I saw the opportunity if you combine these two things that you have a competitive advantage on the market. And uh, I use also the opportunity uh, when I. I was studying to go abroad to Switzerland to work for one quite a big group uh, um, in industry where I got also quite a good um, practical knowledge. And when I returned uh, for the last exam with the colleagues, we prepared also one concrete uh, product um, uh, idea. So um, we were thinking either to start as a startup and to, to, to start organizing the, the company with this product or go to the market and I decided that uh, opportunity which I got on the, the table to work for one of the biggest European uh, groups uh, Bosch uh, like Bosch is would be perhaps uh, more efficient to, to learn and to do something that's why I decided at that time to, to, st to start to work for Bosch uh, in Slovenia we call it BSH uh, home appliances because at that time it was a joint venture between Bosch and Siemens and uh, from that day I, I didn't change the the company but I changed several locations uh, within Europe I worked Uh, in, in Germany for two times uh, in my career, so altogether around four years. I was uh, also establishing the, the companies in, in our region, Adriatic, uh, in Rom Romania, Bulgaria, Serbia, Croatia. So I partly worked also there and times pass very quickly. So I'm now <laughs> already uh, a quarter of century. <laughs> uh, uh, active in, in business. Thank you. So if we talk a, lot, a bit about the company BSH Home Appliances, um, what is part of the development uh, that you are doing in Slovenia and what do you see the biggest challenges in this field at the moment? Uh, and on the other hand, where, where do you think that Slovenia could have a competitive advantage in this field or how could it be increased? Our company in Slovenia is the biggest producer of small domestic household appliances in Europe. So there is no location in Europe uh, in this scale. 
And so we are proud that we establish in this year uh, such a company which uh, employs also around 300 engineers who are working in development. So we combine uh, production with, with uh, R&D. So we end-to-end develop our appliances here. Uh, based on based on uh, let me say requests from uh, coming from marketing and we are successfully also organizing together with around 100 suppliers in Slovenia and 100 suppliers uh, from abroad the complete supply chain and this is also our advantage that we have that we have this combination uh, in, nearby and so that we have also local suppliers who are very flexible and partly also innovative and uh, together with our uh, let me say engineering power on location we can always optimize our products to stay competitive on this market where competition is coming uh, also from asia where we know that at the moment they have lower energy costs lower material costs and lower labor costs can you share with us how much as an international company um, how much what percentage of your profits you put into r&d yeah we invest around 4% of turnover to to r&d uh, which is let me say i think also benchmark in, in, in our industry. So how important is the use of, or how you would assess, how important is the use of artificial intelligence for development in your company, for R&D in your company? So so artificial intelligence and digitalization of business processes, especially like war- warehouse automation and so on. Could you talk a little bit about that? Every industry re- revolution brings a lot of opportunities. Uh, also the last one, uh, we are using step-by-step all the novelties which are on the market. Market. You mentioned artificial intelligence. This is used also in our engineering process where we, let me say, collect automatically all the data coming from, from assemblies uh, and then use artificial, artificial intelligence will tell us what to check before we pack the products. And up to now, this was done by by engineer who, who tried to, with analytics, define which measurements we, we have to do on the final appliance before we, we put it in the packaging. And now we are using, for example, artificial intelligence, who is, uh, let me say, more smart uh, and capable than, than one, one employee. This is only one case. We have also another cases uh, on different areas. So we are using digitalization and um, artificial intelligence um, smartly and step by step we are learning where where does it make sense also automatization when when the first robots came uh, we didn't use it in the full scale because uh, sometimes you use the you you lose the flexibility if you make it everything automated and so so we have to be smart uh, how how to do it are you also facing staff shortages and if so how are you tackling this and how are you building up the level of knowledge of your employees in this technologically we know it's a fast paced and ever changing world yeah, in in my period we grew up for 20 times yeah? so so we were employing uh, every year People, at, we are at the moment uh, a little bit below 2,000 employees, and uh, we are now as a good employer. So up to now, we didn't have huge difficulties to, to find people uh, to, to work for us. As Bosch, for sure, we are brand name, which is known that we take care for our employees. Um, for example, most of the engineers are coming to us with uh, either directly from university or or 
really with not a lot of uh, knowledge. And then we have a systematic approach how to build up the competences which we need. Uh, and this also increases then the loyalty uh, of employees. They, they, we, we all respect what we get uh, from the company and then also loyalty is there. So we don't have a huge fluctuation. Um, Bosch is known that you start as a kid and then you go to the pension at Bosch. <laughs> uh, but, but for sure, Europe is, um, we have to be frank, uh, facing this problem due to the um, age structure and, and I think every company has to, to take care for, for, for the employees. Yeah? Uh, and we have to be also open uh, to, to certain migrations, uh, not to be afraid too much. Yeah? Like talk about the floods this year in Slovenia, which also affected the Slovenia region, like also Nazaria. And my question here would be, did, did the company suffer any material damage and did the natural disaster pose any problems for operations as a result of uh, employees' workloads with their domestic problems? Yeah, these floods uh, were, let me say, the biggest natural catastrophe in uh, Slovenian history. As far as we know, uh, it hit at us uh, severely. And so we were in one hour under the water, yeah, uh, in the factory, there was two meter high level of water. And after the water went out of the factory, it left uh, around 20,000 uh, cubic meter of mud. Um, so every, every production line, uh, warehouses were completely destroyed. Uh, so uh, we were two years ago factory of the year uh, in Europe, in Slovenia, and then entering uh, in the next day in the factory, it was really emotionally not easy topic. Eh? Because thinking uh, um, on around 2,000 employees and their families and connected um, around 3,000 employees at suppliers who, who, who are quite dependent on, on, on our business, uh, it was really um, a big issue how to, how to uh, then um, start over the night with the cleaning. And we were really uh, surprised about engagement of our employees. They came, although they have some, some topics at home uh, to start with the cleaning, first 200 employees and then we had a litmus of 500 employees in two shifts who cleaned uh, more or less in, in two weeks uh, this this situation and then we have as an international company also specialized partners who are who came then uh, and started uh, to to instruct us how to clean all the assembly lines uh, because alternative to buy a new one was not possible because you have wait one year to get it and then you're out of the market, so you're dead. Uh, and this was um, a process which still lasts. Uh, so we, we are not on 100% back. It, it will last until the year end to clean every details together with our suppliers of production equipment, and then uh, we will be fully operational. So we lost a little bit turnover also. Uh, luckily, we had uh, for around two months also stock around the globe. Yeah, we are selling from Slovenia to, to the global market, also to, to China and uh, States. And um, all together, I think uh, we will use now also, let me say, this, this situation as opportunity, eh? because um, 
Now we have opportunity to make a new layout in the factory, a more efficient one. We will tackle also the new law or recovery after the floods, perhaps to move part of the production to the more flood secure area um, nearby. And um, I believe that we will be all uh, much uh, stronger after after uh, what happens. So it's likely that in the event of situations such as this natural disaster, a very difficult part, part is to be played by the management of the company or by the by, by the director because they are faced with many personal traumas of the employees. Um, so did you face something like this? What do you consider most challenging for you uh, in this regard at that time or perhaps still today? Frankly speaking, I don't know where I found energy from 4th of August onwards because I'm working, let me say, around 12 hours every day since uh, the flood happened. And uh, around 180 employees were affected also at home. Um, eight cannot live in their houses. Uh, I visited with my colleagues most of the employees at home also to, to, to ensure them that working place uh, will be there that they should not be afraid about uh, that and we supported also with uh, financial package uh, very quickly um, the recovery at homes and uh, together with employees uh, um, when we were cleaning we, we also we are much more connected now than perhaps before so saving our working place was our main task and uh, here we showed also a high level of innovations and yeah? so uh, I could not imagine how many quads our employees had at home because we were cleaning uh, also with their equipment <laughs> uh, the factory. So it was really, uh, at the end of the day, a nice experience. Yeah. So I could not imagine any country in Europe uh, when I spoke with some colleagues uh, uh, of me at Bosch from other countries where People are so motivated and and loyal for, for, for the company, as happened here. And so nobody later on, when we were partly um, still cleaning and putting the walls uh, back and uh, nearby we assembled already the products, nobody complained. Yeah, so the, you could you have to imagine that to be two months without a toilet, to be one month without the water, uh, and uh, we nobody nobody complained uh, to use the mobile toilets outside of the factory and and uh, to eat sandwiches more than one month. There were no canteen yeah, uh, for that period, so it was very tough time. I I could compare it to to similar to to one situation perhaps uh, uh, as a war but uh, but really uh, uh, this showed a huge empathy for, from everybody to turn back to the operation of the company um, what do you consider um, can you share with us how how much share of the European mar market do you as a multinational company cover with your products and what do you consider as the greatest potential for development in your in your sector so in home appliances in general. BSH is market leader in Europe with around 25% uh, market share. So we define also somehow this market with all our innovative products. Nowadays, you know that products are connected together. They they, they speak with us. Uh, and in, and um, I think uh, in this area, there will be also in the future um some some steps further on here. Yeah, I think uh, within the smart home, uh, smart home appliances will will uh, lead um, or will have a special role also in the future. Where we have to be also uh, very very with very focus is to be CO two zero 
emission uh, location as uh, we will be very soon uh, in our factory in Slovenia in two years. Uh, at the moment, we are as a Bosch zero net, zero CO2 neutral, and we have to then take care also for the complete supply chain, you know, how to do it and to, to be more um, envir- environmentally friendly as, as perhaps uh, up to now. And this is, I think, also our role, which we need to take care and to also to be benchmark also for the others that it makes sense. Yeah, yeah so that's really well connects to the next question. So your, your company focuses a lot also on sustainable development, let's say, on green production. Exactly. Okay, so you were also president of the Chamber of Commerce and Industry of Slovenia. Um, can you share with us what you consider to be your greatest success and your biggest challenge in this role? I uh, set up a strategy for seven years at that time, yeah, so to... to to make uh, value-added growth for around 40% um, from, at that time, 37,000 euros per employee to towards 60,000 euros per employee uh, from 2017 until 2025. And I'm very proud that we, um, with this strategy, we started uh, kind of a mindset change in our uh, business sector, that we are not satisfied with the average and we would like to perform or outperform, uh, let me say, because I, I strongly believe in Slovenia we have a great uh, fundament of knowledge from the past. In industry, we, we have quite a lot of uh, diversity uh, and not just industry, also the service and um, with certain legislation changes uh, to reduce, for example, uh, labor tax or or also to, um, to start with dual educational system and certain strategic projects like uh, third uh, highway uh, access or or second railway corridor, uh, I think we we helped a little bit that this strategy will will become realistic now in two years because we are close to these targets which we defined at that time. And what I'm mostly proud is that I tried to persuade all stakeholders that we need to talk to each other and to, to act as a partners, not as a warriors. And uh, I think in every society, everybody has own role, but important is that we that we connect and understand each other. Sometimes you have to understand the unions, you have to understand also the company owners, and you have to understand also the politicians. And so it's important to have a good level of communication with, it, with each other. And um, after four years, I think... Uh, I contributed a little bit towards uh, this, yeah, because uh, as mentioned, our targets was not just higher value added or profitability, but also salary increase. And then we had also huge support at that time from unions because they understood that we are fulfilling also their targets. And this was always in front of my eyes to have win-win situations. Yeah. When talking about the Chamber of Commerce, so let's touch on Slovenia a little bit uh, in general. Um, uh, my question here would be, where do you see the biggest challenge facing entrepreneurship or business in Slovenia? And in what way should states, the state uh, listen more to entrepreneurs and how 
to encourage a general development of entrepreneurship in Slovenia? Also in comparison, perhaps with other countries, so you have international experience. Every country has certain specifics. It's not so easy to compare. In Slovenia, still, we are a little bit um, conservative with certain uh, certain topics. And if you want to build uh, on in certain areas, it takes years to get all the papers. And this is, for example, a topic where we sometimes don't understand why does it take it so long yeah legislation is not perfect yeah we know that we we are 33 years old as a own state yeah so our legislation needs to be a little bit adjusted uh, that such a processes are not taking so long yeah? when we discuss about building one's one 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 road or or putting one factory on on one plot uh, on the other side for for business it's also important to have a predictive environment yeah not not to have changes every every with every government which comes yes um, um, you know that we optimize certain taxes uh, for for labor costs but then it changed again yeah so so this is for business not a good signal when you have always to count uh, what makes profitable or what not yeah so a little bit more stability would be also helpful here yeah so this uh, this could be let me say the main issues then on the field of educations there are a lot of voices where where companies want would need for example more expertise in, in practice from the students uh, and, and and then we are facing that uh, we need to show uh, let me say practical experience when they are already working and not before when they are studying yeah? so this debate is also quite long yeah? that that we are not in comparison to the german educational system so so successful so these three areas i would perhaps put it out in general, but as a manager, I'm satisfied uh, with with this environment. Otherwise, I, I would not be able to develop uh, our company so successfully in all these years. And uh, parallelly to, to our company, which belongs to the division in Bosch Household Appliances, we are at the moment building the second one, which uh, belongs to Bosch Rexroth, uh, dealing with industrial engineering technology in Slovenia. So... Bosch will have very soon two big factories here and um, this is also a signal that we are in general very satisfied with this environment. So there's a reason to be optimistic. For sure. <laughs> we wish you all the best in the future and that all your aspirations come true. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. And dear listeners, we thank you as well for joining us today. As always, you are kindly invited to tune in to the next episode.